You're listening to Venture in the South. We're searching for innovation across the Southern U.S. Join us to learn about startups and to make money, have fun, and do good. Welcome back to Venture in the South. I'm David. I'm here today with a special guest, Brett Owen. He's the incubation partner at Michelin North America and chief of staff at the Customer Innovation Lab. And he's been doing that since 2018. I was particularly interested in that because of their focus on innovation. Now, they focus on applying design thinking and human-centered design concepts to find innovation solutions. And before he was doing this gig, he was the Global Portfolio Collaboration Services Manager for three and a half years, and before that, the Global Projects Portfolio Manager for End User Experience and Manager of Collaboration Services for four years. Wow, that's a mouthful. You can kind of tell it's a corporate organization. He has an undergraduate degree from Clemson in communication. So welcome, Brett. Thank you, David. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I'm sure you're very happy with this weekend, the defeat of South Carolina. So, Yeah, you know, even an ugly win is, is a good win. So we'll take it. Yeah, I, I was happy with that myself. Okay, so tell us in terms of the innovation lab at Michelin North America, what is the problem you're trying to solve there? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. The lab exists to help achieve diversified growth within Michelin. So you and your listeners probably know Michelin very well for the quality tires that we produce. And we produce those across many different markets from bicycle tires to mining tires to aircraft tires. But there's a strategic goal within Michelin to achieve about 20 to 30 percent of our sales by 2030 in areas that are not tires. Right. So at Michelin, we think about business opportunities in, in kind of three buckets. It's the with tires, it's around tires and beyond tires. And certainly we're involved in a lot of areas in the around and beyond spaces where people might not be aware, like there's on vehicle sensors and telematics, which is in the around tires. But in the beyond tires, it includes gastronomy, maps, travel apps, fields as diverse as 3D metal printing. We have presence in robotics and even healthcare. And so really the innovation lab focuses on those aspects of around tires and beyond tires. We don't get involved with tire related innovation because we have a lot of very smart, very engaged people dedicated to those types. And we just stay out of their way, but we are, we are fully committed to helping diversify the growth within Michelin. So this is a tool, if I understand you correctly, to develop new markets and new products for Michelin outside of tires. Yeah, that's exactly right. Kind of in that around and beyond tire space. So I find this innovation issue very interesting because, of course, that's at the core of startups and it's what founders are trying to execute upon and it's what investors are trying to find to invest in. And it's the holy grail of early stage startups. And of course, historically, corporate entities have had great difficulty innovating. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And there's much written about that. So I don't think I'm, I'm going to expand on that much. But traditionally, startups have been the most effective means of bringing innovation into corporate organizations. And I've seen two main approaches, and I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this and how Michelin is doing it. So the two main approaches I've seen is corporate organizations having a venture 
arm that goes out into the venture world and brings innovation into the organization. And then I've seen the other approach, which is to establish a innovation unit within the corporate entity that usually is somewhat separated because of their dynamics being completely different than the normal corporate unit. And both have been successful. And I I think of Procter & Gamble as being one of the more successful ones. They've had an innovation effort going on for 40 years, and they've developed impressive products through that process from outside the organization. So tell us how you view those issues in terms of innovation in the corporate environment and your solution in terms of solving that problem. So Michelin's really committed to investing in innovation, and the Michelin Innovation Lab is the internal structure that was set up to support it. And and just a little bit about that, maybe we have locations here at our our Michelin North American headquarters in Greenville, South Carolina, and we have other places throughout the world. Our global company headquarters in Clermont-Ferrand, France has a Michelin Innovation Lab. Uh, We also have one in Shanghai, China. And most recently, just came online this year, the system in Pune, India. And, And really, we approach it by primarily empowering employees that that have these ideas worth exploring and and they need to meet business challenges, right? So if their idea is selected, they have an opportunity ultimately to become fully funded entrepreneurs within Michelin. They can de-risk their business ideas with all of the protections and resource availabilities that a company like Michelin has. And, And I think, I mean, you mentioned Procter & Gamble. It's pretty unique for a mature company in a mature industry, as Michelin is in the tire industry, to be willing to make a significant global investment in in pursuing these internal startups. Typically, as you well know, mature companies are focused on process improvements and and not affordable losses. Uh, So it's it's really a testament to our leadership that that they can hold both of those things together uh, in their strategic orientation. So your focus is trying to bring internal innovation, not necessarily bringing external ideas into your innovation lab. That's exactly right. You know, we have an M&A department that looks for external acquisitions, but that's not what we focus on in the innovation lab. In the innovation lab, it is all employee-powered entrepreneurial approaches that we utilize to pursue innovation. How do you deal with some of the issues relating to corporate governance? Because the typical corporate division, they have to report their earnings and their budget and their performance against goals set frequently by outside managers. And so that really doesn't traditionally work that well in the innovation environment. So tell me how you've dealt with that. Yeah, that's where I go back to the, to the leadership. They have set up this idea of affordable losses. And, and so Michelin is willing to invest knowing that it takes a lot of ideas to get to some good ideas and, and knowing that, that most of those, just like an external startup, that most of those ideas aren't going to, to come to fruition. And so they're really willing to invest in this pursuit of innovation. And it's pretty unique. You do internal innovation and you solicit entrepreneurs, so those employees that want to innovate within the organization and establish a new product or a new service within the organization. And so can you describe the experience of the employee as they're trying to become an entrepreneur within Michelin? 
Yeah, that's a, um, a a great empathetic question. As a as a design thinking proponent, I am very aligned with that kind of questioning. So the way that we approach it is for our employees, they go through a pitch process. So typically we put out a call for ideas from a business unit and they are identifying an area of the innovation map where they would really like some help to envision solutions. We put that call out and we identify interesting ideas and the selected employees go through a pitch one, which is in front of regional leadership. And if that passes, they spend a portion of their time working with our innovation lab coaches to create prototypes, which they then expose to customers to gather feedback. And if that idea is showing strong market interest, then they go to a second pitch event, which is a little bit higher bar. Uh, It's held in front of global leadership. And if they pass that stage, then the building of that business becomes their full-time job. And they are working to prove the business and get it ready for scale. Okay. So that's kind of like the process that a, a startup would go through in terms of trying to identify and, and pursue product market fit. And so an employee is working on this project. What happens with their position? So they have a manager that's providing you know an assessment on a regular basis to justify their position and so on and so forth. Now they're working on this new project. How does that work within the organization? Yeah, so it it works very well. Again, this is with the the strong support from the senior leadership in the company and this approach to innovation. When we do start, I'll say that the employee has to get approval from their manager to be able to to dedicate some time to this. But if they pass pitch two and the the manager knows this going in, right, if they get to pitch two, and, and again, it's a high bar, not a lot of people go to pitch two. And those that do, not a high percentage pass because it's it's definitely a funnel, but it becomes their full-time job. And so they are backfilled in that position. Again, it's, it's back to the idea of affordable losses from the company, and they are willing to fund someone to, to take that step after pitch two to prove or not their, their business and the viability and feasibility of that business in the market. So you described a classic studio approach to innovation where you're developing needs and you're pulling people in to solve those needs or those problems that you've identified. But there also are people that have identified a problem that maybe you haven't and have an idea for a solution. Is there a way for somebody that that has gone that route to get into your lab? Yeah, we do allow employees to to offer ideas that they have. Now, obviously, these need to be ideas that are focused on creating businesses, right? We have an internal progress network. If someone has an idea on process improvement or how to make things more efficient, we've got a track for them and we pass them over to the progress network. But if there is a compelling business idea just out of the blue, yes, we can certainly take that employee into the the pitch process and, and have them propose their idea. You know, it's got to be, obviously, it's got to be a problem worth solving. And the solution has to kind of uh, obviously provide some value. And and the third kind of component that we look at is it's got to be aligned with Michelin's distinctive capabilities. And so ensuring that it fits within our strategic orientation, like we're not going to start making something that's totally out of our uh, wheelhouse, right? Yeah. 
No, no crypto applications. That's right. So what does an employee get out of this? So this, this is potentially disruptive to their position. And so why would an employee do this? So again, it's a very good question. To a person, we get positive feedback from those who have come through this approach. And I should say too, it's not easy. I mean, you, you, you mentioned that sometimes they have to, to or they get to leave their job, but it's, there's a lot of ups and downs, right? When they start, they're, they're still doing their old job. So they've got to slot these activities around their normal tasks. And there's positives and negatives as you go through the process, just like it is with an external uh, entrepreneur. These entrepreneurs go through those same emotional roller coasters. There's extra work. But what we find is those employees that have stepped forward to pitch they have met new people. They've spoken with customers. They've learned new approaches. And, you know, they exit this experience with a newfound appreciation, both of Michelin, but, but even for the, the skills that they acquire as they go through this. And from a Michelin standpoint, obviously, there's potential value to the bottom line. I mean, that's, that's why we're doing it. We're doing this to, to facilitate growth and diversified growth. But there's also benefits to providing employees who have this entrepreneurial mindset and outlet to, to be able to explore these ideas. And, you know, the people who have come through it, they're willing to take chances and learn new skills. And those can be applied to other areas of the company. And, you know, Michelin recognizes that and, and appreciates that. So if an entrepreneur develops a new product or a new application and it turns out to be successful, do they get any share of the success in terms of monetary benefit? You know, the, the thing about entrepreneurship, right, is you get the opportunity to take on this entrepreneurial approach without some of the risks that come from external uh, entrepreneurialism, right? You're not going to lose your house if your idea fails within Michelin you're probably going to benefit from the experience and be able to parlay that into a, to a new job within Michelin. And so the other side of that is, I mean, of course, uh, just, just like any idea that you have at a company, it's the company's property. But I will say there are opportunities for the entrepreneurs to become CEOs of those companies. I mean, uh, we've got one called Watea in, in Europe, whose CEO is Pascal Nouvelon, who went through this process. And that company is focused on helping fleets transition to uh, zero emission vehicles. And Credit Agricole invested 30% in them. And, and Pascal Nouvelon is, is the CEO of that company. So there is a path, if your idea is successful, to, for you to take an executive position within that company. Rolling South is a new kind of angel fund that brings the best deal flow from the southern U.S. directly to our partners. Contact us to see how we can bring you the deal flow you want with no upfront fees. We co-invest with our partners, so we only make money when you do. Just switching gears a little bit, can you tell us a little bit about the market for these types of services and products that you're talking about around tires and beyond tires. So those are the two markets you described. So 
how big are those markets? Who is competing in those markets? And how do you see your competitive advantage through the, the innovation lab for those two markets? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, we, we are a global organization. The Michelin Innovation Lab is is a global organization as, as well within, within Michelin. But sometimes we have regional offers in development. And what we find is there's a lot of power in the Michelin brand, right? People recognize the quality of the products and services. And honestly, they expect that in our services and, and products that are not tires as well. So we're, we're consistently working to develop those products, offers, and services of the future to ensure that things are safer, more accessible, cleaner, and connected mobility. I don't have specific numbers because we have a lot of different areas that we're probing right now. And, and we don't, as a, as a policy, we don't talk about competition, as you can understand. We develop regional offers, sometimes global offers. Okay. Tell us a little bit about some of your results. So, for example, how many innovation projects at a particular time or in a given year are going on? So, you know, as I said, innovation and ideation is a funnel. So we we go through the pitch events and, you know, sometimes initiative leaders find that market desirability isn't there or an idea wouldn't lead to the kind of growth that we need. And frankly, we celebrate those when when somebody discovers those things because ultimately it's it's saved development costs from Michelin for for an idea that that wouldn't be a good fit for the market as far as some of the successes I mentioned Watea there's a couple of others that I'd like to highlight there's a, a company called Resicare that develops bio-based adhesive solutions and that's to create sustainable and competitive industrial offerings in a, in a safer environment that came through the innovation lab. They've done an incredible job developing a, a high-performance product that's that's also non-toxic, and more than 10 million tires have already been manufactured. But you know we're oriented towards creating growth, and so it's not just internal that we need to focus that product. But they've also been selling that, and it's it's used for applications outside of Michelin, like belts and plywood and and insulation. Another one that's, that's really exciting, and I, I encourage you to look this one up, is Wismo. It's a combination of the words of wing sail mobility, Wismo, and it's a wind-powered innovation to help decarbonize the maritime transport industry. So it's an inflatable mast and sail. It's all one, one product that can automatically raise and lower without any human interaction. It acts like a, a giant wing, frankly. Uh, on these big maritime cargo ships, and it's it's all automated. Sensors detect wind direction and force, and and that helps maximize the performance. And you know the the benefit of it being fully retractable is so that you can load and unload cargo, you can pass under bridges, and of course during rough weather out at sea you can can lower that. But there is an estimated reduction in fuel consumption of up to twenty percent from this. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a very interesting innovative idea. Again, highly encourage you to look it up because it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty neat to see this this application. And so those are a couple of the the successes that we've had come through the lab. All right, that that is cool. And so how about the number of people involved in your innovation lab? Just in terms of how many people you have in the team and what they do. So the innovation lab 
employees coaches and we coach the employees throughout the stages. We help them with their processes and approaches and later, you know, act as, as sounding boards and thought partners to help manage both the business and the relationships with internal stakeholders. And we kind of consider ourselves force multipliers, right? So we are a relatively small team. We probably have a dozen employees in, in most of our locations. So pretty small, but uh, we process, you know, and, and coach multiple entrepreneurs at any given time. So you mentioned that there's kind of a two-step process. They have the initial pitch, and then if they have some evidence of product market fit, they go to the second stage. What happens after the second stage? So if they are successful with the second stage, I would imagine there's some funding involved. They're developing a prototype and things like that. What goes on after the second pitch? There is funding. It becomes somebody's full-time job. So it, it becomes their job to build this business. Everything from identifying the market and how to sell and how to approach it to proving out their business model to what types of support services they'll need. Everything involved, as you would you would imagine, building a business has to happen in that, that second stage. And they receive discretionary funding. So Michelin provides the funding for that entrepreneur to utilize as they see fit. The only thing they can't do is they can't increase their own salary, of course, but everything else is on the table. I mean, it is really their business to run. They check in with the board at a periodic interval. It varies depending on the innovation that's being proposed and, and pursued. They really have full autonomy over those funds to do with it as they see fit to be able to get their business to a point where it's ready to scale. So what do you see in the future for the Innovation Lab in in 2024 and beyond? What are your future plans and expectations? Yeah, yeah, really good question. I'm really excited about the future with the Michelin Innovation Lab. I mean, we're going to continue to help employees become entrepreneurs. We're going to contribute to Michelin's growth ambitions. We are expanding. We've got Pune, India, who just came online this year. And so it's exciting to see growth within the, the innovation lab. And frankly, we're also going to help propagate this spirit of innovation throughout Michelin. Do you have any plans to try to capture external innovation to bring into the innovation lab? So, you know, we're, we're well plugged in to, to local entrepreneurial ecosystems and in each of our locations. And, and that's because we... We believe in learning and, and being inspired from the startups and also giving back to the communities in which, which we live. But investment in external startups and innovation is really under the M&A group and not part of the Michelin Innovation Lab. Thank you so much for going through the whole structure of your innovation lab. It's very informative. And I just want to ask you if there's anything else you want to tell us about the innovation lab or any other successes you want to relate? Yeah, so I think it's really impressive from our, from our senior leadership to be so engaged and, and heavily focused on innovation. And, and at the end of the day, it's about meeting the needs of our customers. And, and that's what the Michelin Innovation Lab put into place to focus on, again, with a design thinking approach. It's, it's focusing on those customer needs and are we solving the right problem and is this the right solution to engage that? And here at Michelin, we believe that really putting innovation at the heart of our strategy is 
a major competitive advantage. It's a major asset that sets us apart and ultimately ensures our long-term success. Well, I think that's kind of refreshing thinking from uh, the corporate side of the economy because you don't commonly encounter that. So thank you for that. And thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you, David. It was great being here. Thank you for listening. Please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. Visit us at VentureInTheSouth.com for a complete list of previous and future shows. Contact us if you have any comments or requests.